Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast, brought to you by Church Planner Magazine. Church Planner, this is Pete Mitchell. And this is Peyton Jones and my wife coughing in the background. Well, between Quiet the two woman, of you. We're having a podcast. Between the two of you, I mean, come on. Uh, dude, we're quite a pair right now. The whole Jones house has been sick, which in my house, when my youngest daughter gets sick, it usually turns to a hospital visit. Oh, that's that's amazing. You can't I, do that on the podcast. I can't talk about that on the podcast. No, what? you can't do this. Andrea, look at Pete. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. All right. <laughs> Dude, what's so funny is we're pretending like this is a, a video podcast and people have oh, any idea what know, we're doing. I have this video footage. At any time, <laughs> oh, I can go right. back and get this screenshot. I record everything. That is so funny. What was funny was Brandon Brooks' picture. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Said, oh, you haven't? No, no, I got to look. I got to look. Oh, it's goofy as all get out. So we have this buddy. He works in Hollywood. Um, awesome dude named Brandon Brooks. Actually took me to the Batcave once upon a time. That's right. He did in Tennessee, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he uh, he is a church. Well, he, he is a faithful listener to the Church Planner podcast from like day one. He ended up actually, uh, he always makes us like little cartoons and he made what he made a comic strip of me dressed like a ninja and you dressed like an absolute thug. Well, it's a Jedi with a gun with, the, with a 357 revolver. That's what's so stinking funny. I think you're just wearing a hoodie. I, I don't think you're a Jedi in that. Oh no. You know what it is? It's black hair. And I think he is gave, it? it's black hair with boobs. I'm pretty sure that's a chick. He put my face on a chick. That's rad. I'm pretty sure that's what he did. It's a pretty goofy smile you got on that picture. But you know what? I'm holding the gun. I'm okay. It, it's Pete holding the gun and me dressed like a ninja with a sword and it says only Dude, one. Dude, we had this guest speaker in church on Sunday. And I honestly don't remember what his point was, but he goes, I want everyone to find their favorite emoji. And so take out your phones. Everyone takes out their phones. So, of course, I text Justin, my pastor, <laughs> the emoji of a gun. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I'm That's like, hilarious. here's mine. <laughs> yeah, I need to find a ninja emoji. Oh, that would be there okay. isn't one. You know, by the way, my son loves your business cards. How could you not? I hope he didn't throw them at your daughter because they hurt. He's been, um, he might have actually, he's been throwing them all over the house. Yeah, they're pretty cool, man. How many did you take? One. Oh, 
Well, go on, tell them how cool my business card is. Okay, here's the thing you got to understand. I can't get Peyton to lift a finger to do anything on time for us, ever. But somehow he has the time, energy, and resources to make Ninja Star business cards. I have an assistant. And in order to make them, he had to do it himself. So he had to cut them, the star, and then he like hole punched it and everything. No, I actually have my daughter cut them. I had a little sweatshop going. (laughs) (laughs) A little Willy Wonka sweatshop. But I did go to Hobby Lobby. That place is cool. I've never been to Hobby Lobby. It, I know it's almost kind of like a prerequisite to go into heaven. You, you have to eat at Chick-fil-A and go to Hobby Lobby. But I had never been to Hobby Lobby. And I was like, I talked to some crafter person. And they said, oh, you have to go buy the whole punch. It was our babysitter. And she said, probably Hobby Lobby more than, what's the other one, uh, Michael's. So I went to Hobby Lobby. Man, there's a bunch of cool craft. I honestly there. don't even know where I could find a Hobby Lobby or a Michael's, but I know my wife goes to Michael's, so there's got to be one around here. Well, Hobby Lobby used to just be for Southern people, but apparently it came out here like Chick-fil-A. We don't have a Cracker Barrel yet, and I'm really upset because you and I went to Exponential this week, which is where I threw all my Ninja Star throwing cards at everybody. And I prom- I made them promise not to sue me because they're really sharp, dude. And And you printed blood on the Ninja Star. Heck yeah. Why wouldn't you, man, if you're going to print a ninja, start put some blood on it. And I don't even know what kind of paper you use, but it's like thick paper. Yeah, some kind of card stock. And uh, it was cool, man. They're aerodynamics. You can the throw the amount of time you spent designing your business cards, I honestly was looking at this going, you've got to be kidding me. I, I actually did nothing. I sent a picture. I have the Radis Assistant. Oh, I just sent him a picture said, I want these. Yeah, he did everything <laughs> except for cut them out. He had them printed. He ordered them. Otherwise, brother, they wouldn't be done. So that's all I'm saying. That's funny. But I got sick as a dog after Exponential. And I mean sick, man. I got home and uh, Friday morning could not get, get up, dude. I was in so much pain. Whatever this flu is going around, man, it kicks. Hard. Hey, all I know is I now officially get to use the hashtag me too. Why is that? Because I got oh. assaulted at Exponential. Oh, you did, man. That's right. That was that was probably the best part <laughs> of the whole conference was when you texted me and said, I just got hugged by Matt Fretwell. <laughs> me too. Hashtag me too. <laughs> well, he's super big. I remember telling you, you go, he hugged me. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, he works out. He's pretty buff, dude. It's not like you could have said no. And you're like, I know, right? <laughs> I was helpless. Well, the worst part was he, like, like told, a bodybuilder. Me, he told me it was coming. He's like, I know you don't want this, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. That's Here's his pastoral side coming out. Yeah, he was like, you need this. I, I can't withhold this from you. you know, <laughs> oh, this will man. kill your soul. Yeah, so you know, exponential was uh, it was pretty interesting. I I I did not attend any sessions, mind you. Well, you flew in what? Like you you flew in uh, late Wednesday. Yeah. Came to the session, and then you just had a, a nice day of R and R when everything <laughs> I was done. Much did I could have flown back out because the session was so early on? What was it? Thursday. 8:45 a.m., which to us was 5:45 in the morning. Yeah, and we all know how much of a morning Pete is, morning person. Yeah. See, I can't even get You're that You're just out. sitting there kind of staring out into space blankly most of the time. I session. think I said as much in that panel session as I do on the podcast after you guys start talking. Well, towards the end, people started really hitting you with some great questions. I was and kind of like, like the podcast. I was kind of like, why am I here? Why, why did I agree to fly out here to be treated like Peyton treats me on the podcast? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I could have stayed home well, for the, this. The, well, the day before, I had two sessions, and that place was packed, man. So I shared the first one with uh, Ralph Moore and Brian Sanders, and Brian called it the sweat box. And I think man, we all pack- know why people showed up. It, yeah, it wasn't much for, for those two. <laughs> it wasn't for me either. But on Thursday, hardly, you know, it, it's a smaller t- 
tenants. A lot of people float out. Hey, you know, it's you got that one session, and then you got the main session, and that's it. Yeah. You know, so. It, it was a lot smaller, but it was still cool, though, because it was kind of intimate. A lot of guys were coming in going, hey, man, I listen or I read your book or, you know, I worship Pete Mitchell. So it was cool. Yeah. No, it was nice no one has ever – things people, no one has ever said, ever. That's all I'm saying right there. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sick, man. I just noticed you turned your video off because you see me. I, I actually turned it off because uh, you keep breaking up. You keep breaking up, and I was like, you know oh, what? Oh, do I? Yeah, I was thinking it was your internet. It's either yours or mine, but it probably is my internet because my internet's been doing really weird things, man. Has it? Yeah, I think I got to reset my modem. I probably should have done that because I've been gone over a week. But, dude, I was so sick over the last couple days, and then feeling still like a truck ran me over. Like I've never, I've been this sick in years, man. Where you're so sick, like everything hurts. It hurts to move, hurts to walk. You just want to lay down or like go unconscious all the time. You're drugged up on Theraflu. And uh, and then last night, you know, I had eaten for like two and a half days. So I got, you know, this craving for Costco hot dogs, which I never eat. But after not eating two and a half days, my body is like Costco hot dogs. And uh, all I can say is I woke up not feeling so bad today. I'm so pretty sure it was your body going, you know what? We don't have enough sodium in us. Let's go get some Costco hot dogs. It probably was that, but all I know is I ate those hot dogs last night, and I'm feeling pretty okay today. So, you know, if you have this uh, flu, because it is the flu, um, I'm just saying you might, you know, want to go down to Costco, pick you up some vitamin C, and grab a couple dollar twenty five hot dog combo deals. When you have a cold so out. bad, you feel like you're going to die. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. That's what you feel like right there. Oh, yeah, dude. It was affecting my mood. It was terrible stuff, man. Yeah. I did want to die. It was just like, I don't want to do anything ever again. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Yeah. So, uh, hey, what else is new in your life? You know, I don't know that much is new in my life right now. I mean, I'm, I'm, it, it, Am I missing something? Because uh, I have my business cards, and I ate the Costco hot dogs, and I got sick, and I went to Exponential. But other than that, man, everything's kind of same old, same old, other than the fact that my house is completely torn up. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought that was pretty funny when you told me today, uh, I got to live in Huntington Beach for two months. <laughs> exactly, which means I'm going back to Refuge Long Beach. <laughs> what it Hello. means is uh, I put in my notice where I live now, but my contractor's not done with my house yet. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what it means. That's what it comes from. Yeah. But that's not what it means. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's cool. I don't I don't know that I really have anything else to say. You know, all I did on Thursday after uh, Exponential, because you took off. Like, I saw you for all of five minutes there. I know. And then um, I went back to my hotel, basically slept, because, you know, that was pretty early for me. And uh, then I went to Universal City Walk, which was all right. I mean, it's just like Universal City Walk here, except... House of Blues, man. That place is rad. Yeah. I, You know, I'm not a music guy. What do I care about? No, but you don't have to be. That place is... It's got that outdoor patio there. It says every music guy ever. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know you're not into music, but you should really go check out this concert. It's really good, man. (laughs) Those are my exact words. Like, dude, you were there Friday? Fogging Molly was playing there. I wasn't there Friday. I left on Friday. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then uh, then I went and saw Annihilation at Universal City Walk. And that had to have been the worst movie ever made. No, Star Wars was worse, but it yeah. was pretty close. Hey, did you watch the Oscars? No. Why would I watch the Oscars? Yeah. I. You know, I, I'm one, Ed Stetzer tweeted something about Star Wars, so... I'm just thinking, you know, that'd be typical. Like, they would have liked that movie. I don't understand. What did he tweet about? The Academy. The Academy would have liked that movie. Star Wars? I guess it came up during the Oscars last night, yeah. Yeah, it's the uh, the worst rated Oscars ever. Really? Yeah, it had the lowest rating since, uh, who is it, Uh, Nelson or whatever, um, started rating in the 1990s. Oh, that's funny, dude. Well, Ed Stetzer had another funny uh, tweet that he threw out there, which was, uh, 
couple of years ago when Hollywood was lecturing everyone on morality, uh, you know, the, 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 the Twitterverse was not happy with me when I said, you know, Hollywood probably shouldn't be lecturing people on morals. And he goes, and this year there's a big change. <laughs> well, what I thought were funny were all the memes out there. They're like, uh, yeah, they're telling us that we shouldn't have guns while they're all being protected by guns right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I thought that yeah. was pretty funny. I was like, well, that's, you know, that's typically the way people are. Don't do as I do, do as I say. I remember that from that's, my parents growing up. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't believe there's that kind of hypocrisy out there, Pete. <laughs> no, no. I'm sure it was just me. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But, uh, yeah, so maybe we should actually hop into our topic. And we do apologize, everyone. This is another afternoon podcast for us, which means uh, you're going to suffer. Yeah, it means we suck. It means we're not nearly well, as funny. I mean, you broke up. It I was said, your fault that time. I said you're not nearly as funny. I'm not nearly as funny? Well, me, us, we, the royal you. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true, though. Yeah, so, hey, today's episode, we want to kind of do a review of the Exponential Conference um, Hero Maker, which uh, Hero Maker is really the new theme. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this theme. Um, it's really challenging people that, you know, leaders in particular of churches, that you're not the hero. Like, you've been on stage and you've come to think, you know, I, I have to preach a Sunday because... If I don't, you know, people be mad or, you know, and, and really what, what we've allowed this thing to become is it, you know, basically your church is all about you and it's you being the hero. Whereas if you look at Jesus, um, Jesus was a hero maker. He really wasn't on stage all the time. He was trying to get his disciples to do miracles. He was trying to get them to do things. He was trying to get them to go on mission. He sends out the 12 and the 72 and, um, at the end of the day, you know, Jesus invested three years of his life really into 12. And, you know, so by the time they're, you know, he's risen from the dead, there's a very small number in that upper room. There's about 125. So, you know, they multiplied. The church already existed. But, um, you know, he had his 12, but there was a, there's already a community of believers there. And Jesus leaves these 12 apostles um, in charge, but multiplication and discipleship happens immediately um, at Pentecost. And so the whole idea is in the New Testament, you see Paul becoming a hero maker. In the Gospels, you see Jesus being a hero maker. And I got to I gotta say that there, there's something so spirit-filled in that topic itself that um, I could really, you know, I bumped into to Dave Ferguson when I was there, and I just told him, "Hey, man, you can, you can just sense the Holy Spirit in this." Mm. I just mentioned to him that I'm really excited about this title, man. I, I, I just think this is, this is where God's heart is. If you're reading the New Testament, you see this in the New Testament. Cool, cool. Well, hey, before we actually dig into the topic, uh, Yoda. Welcome, you are. This week's episode of the Church Planter Podcast is brought to you by... Is that my cue? That's your cue. Is it the movie one? <laughs> <laughs> and now we lose another sponsor. <clears throat> no, they want back in. So, hey guys, I don't know where you're looking at um, going to church on a Sunday. But would you go to a church that was in a movie theater? If you would, would your friends who were in church go to a church in a movie theater? Chances are they would. The reason why is it's so hard for people to go into a designated church building. It's very foreign. It speaks of commitment. But to go to a place that they've been week in and week out of, hey, if you're interested in that, you can get in touch with uh, corporateboxoffice.com forward slash theater dash church and that's t-h-e-a-t-r-e dash church um regal cinemas has a dedicated team of church planners four to be exact who will sit down walk through your church planning plans with you 
and they will help you craft something together that will meet the needs of your church plant in a Sunday morning time period where, let's be honest, movie theaters aren't that busy then anyways. But you'll hit right before the rush, and chances are there'll be a slight overlap between you and whatever's going on next. And uh, if you're like me, then that just makes your Sunday afternoon that much easier. You go to church. You would never leave on a Sunday. You'd be like, well, I got to go to the gun day. range. I got to go to the gun range. So I would go get my popcorn, my soda, watch my movie, then I'd go to the gun range. You really complicated your life with that one. Your life used to be so simple. It did. That's all I used to do on Sundays was the movies, church and movies. Yeah. Now it's church crazy. gun range movies. I still think you and I ought to start a ninja um, weapons course where people can throw all kinds of like Nerf ninja stars and shoot Nerf arrows at each other wearing Velcro ninja suits. I would do it only if it was real ninja stars that they got to throw at each other. That would hurt. Yeah, but that would add a little extra spice to it. It sure would, boy. <laughs> hey, I, I used to be able to use my limbs, but one star hit me in the spine. Well. You know, beggars can't be choosers. Hey, you knew this was a dangerous sport. Hey, you signed the waiver. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you imagine? I still think. We do duels, but it's okay. They sign a waiver. The Nerf Ninja Dojo would be rad, and then we could have church here on Sundays. Dude, I had this guy, I kid you not, I went to this uh, thing several years ago. Sorry, this is Smack Talk. I went to this thing several years ago where it was like, all these uh, different biz- startup businesses were looking for funding. And this guy had a game for beer pong in the pool. It was like a floating beer pong holder. I don't know what, right? I mean, I never actually did beer pong. So I don't, I mean, it was like a, anyway, an inner tube floating. And I'm like, dude, you're seriously going to sell a game where people are supposed to drink while in a pool, you, you don't you don't see there's a potential liability here. And he goes, "No, no, you just put a little sticker on the outside. You know, you're not supposed to consume alcohol." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Dude, are you serious? That's not gonna work." You're still That's crazy, sued. dude. Yeah, the things that people come up with in their heads that they think no one's ever gonna sue me for this because I put a sticker on the side. So what you're saying is Nerf Ninja Dojo. Would definitely be like that'd be a no go. No, you can do that. Yeah, that's the difference okay. between drinking in the pool and playing with Nerf ninjas. Come on, it's not even in the same league. That's true. That's true. They're kind of the same. Kind of but man, they're, no, they're nothing like each other. Dude, having like Nerf nunchucks that you could just you know be so rad. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. So it anyway, let's be marriage therapy. Oh, you know. you know what, dude? Dude, we could come out with a whole line of marriage therapy Nerf products. <laughs> oh man, this this podcast is so going downhill. Afternoon podcast. I really wanted to make a joke that I know would be totally inappropriate, but let's just say, let's actually not just say anything. <laughs> but it would I, be so I funny. Felt, <laughs> I felt the dark side rising in you. I could feel it. I the Jedi in me sensed the Sith in you. I can't wait to tell you after we hang up. <laughs> so that was a dramatic pause, so I could cough. But uh, hey, let's let's get back into talking about um, our our Pete. You know, I wish we had music at this point. You know. And where we could play like some groovy like 1950s Ren and Stimpy type music. All right, here's, dun, a, here, dun, 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 here's dun, our dun, intro, dun, everybody. Church Planner Magazine. Yeah, so, you know, let's talk a little bit about the Hero Maker Conference. And uh, being that one of us was there for most of it. Did you actually attend sessions? I did. Nice. I did. Because I, I can see you getting so busy talking to people that you may not even make it to I, sessions. I may have been talking. I, I made it to more sessions than I ever, ever make it to because I'm usually so busy talking. Um, but it was great, man. I saw so many people there. Um, just I actually, I had a starstruck moment when I was there. Um, I bumped into Carrie Newhoff and had a little bit of a, you know, just kind of like, hey, Carrie, and he came over and chatted and I just kind of 
had nothing else to say. Like, I, I find that really funny because we've interviewed him how many times? I know. He's been on the magazine. We even mailed him a cover of the magazine that he was on framed. Yeah. Yeah. So what a lot of people don't realize is before Carrie blew up, Pete and I kept seeing him writing, and we didn't even know who he was. And we're like, hey, let's get that redheaded guy again. And so back in the early days, we had Carrie on the podcast, but like before he was famous. I think we need to be fair. It's not like we didn't know who he was. It's you didn't know who he was because I don't know who any of these people are. (laughs) Yeah. So, well, I knew who he was, but well, I didn't know who he was when we were calling him the redheaded guy. But I'm like, that redheaded guy. Hey, do you remember the guy that we used to refer to as the bald-headed guy? Oh, yeah. I, so I know who that dude is now. Yeah, I know. I know. That's so rad. Yeah. And I, I actually made the mistake of telling him. <laughs> uh, by the way, we interviewed you one time for the magazine, and we didn't know who you were. So we just referred to you as the bald-headed guy. Yeah. The actual uh, title of the magazine article was Lessons from a Bald Church Planner because we could not remember his name. <laughs> Nobody wrote it down. And that became, or no, it was a video. It was a it video, was a video interview. interview. Yeah. We got to, right. we got to do like, um, Google image search to come up with a name. Yeah. So, uh, it was lessons from a bald church planner. We thought it was funny and, uh, no one ever came back and said, Hey man, what, what is this about? People were just like, cool. I can learn from that bald guy. There you go. You know, this magazine loves bald people. You know, so, uh, so, you know, the main tracks were, uh, pursuing multiplication, church planning, healthy ministries, mobilization, discipleship, missional leadership, marriage ministry, city movements, urban planning, multi ethnic, multi site revitalization, personal calling and holiness. There's kind of something for everybody in there. So it was pretty cool, man. And, um, out of the main speakers, they had, um, Harvey Carey, Jossie Chaco, Matt Chandler, Naomi Chavez, Leonce Crump, Jody Hickerson, D.A. Horton, Dave Ferguson, Oscar Murillo, Kerry Newhoff, that redheaded guy, Andy Stanley, Sam Stevens, Ed Stetzer, and Danielle Strickland. So it was a pretty well-rounded, um, you know, conference and all. But what was kind of cool about this one was everybody who spoke was really challenging to the church, but in a, in a really good way. Um, I was just impressed. I'm going to cough. Don't cough. Please don't cough. Please don't cough. I I had to put that on mute because that, that season, you know, the more I'm talking, the more my throat's going, you ain't better yet, pal. You, you can't be doing podcasts. Who do you think you are? So it's letting me know. But, um, but, you know, what I really liked is everybody was really challenging. And they, I always love it when Exponential does this, when they get, people from um, um, overseas, like they, they had that Indian guy, Jossie Chaco. First off, he was funny. He just said, hey, I, I hope you like Indian people because he goes, there's a lot more of us than there are of you. <laughs> he started like giving some statistics and he's like, so I'm just saying we seem to be taken over right now. He was pretty funny. But um, but he was, uh, he was just laying down um, – you know, the more people that you get that are missionaries and actual planners are actually on the streets, like Daniel Strickland with the Salvation Army, the more just distilled spirit-led wisdom. So I was pretty proud of the conference. And like I said, I just I think whenever you have that attitude that says, I'm going to lift others up um, so that it's not about me, it's not about running a show, it's really about discipling, equipping, and empowering others, and you you kind of reposture your ministry to be about what Jesus and Paul were about, I just think the Spirit's going to own that. And so it was good, man. It was really, really good. So I was I was pretty happy with that. That is cool. Yeah. So What was I your mean, favorite Chaco- session besides your own? <laughs> Jossie Chaco. You know, I really liked what, what was his he topic? had to say. Um, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I really liked his jokes. I don't remember anything else he had to say, but no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that. Um, I, I actually, I didn't pay attention to what the actual topics were, but you know, I 
I remember at one point he made this statement and I tweeted this. Um, he said, you know, when it comes to Coca-Cola and McDonald's, he says they have outdone the church in 100 years on brand awareness than the church has in 2000 years with the gospel. He said there are obscure villages in the middle of nowhere in India. And he goes, and I travel all over the world, but he goes, you will not find internet. You will not find, you know, so many things because you will find people drinking Coke and you will find people having somehow gotten to McDonald's. And he goes, they know McDonald's and they know Coke, but they don't know Jesus. And he was just given those kind of challenges. And I know when we hear that a lot, like, I posted and someone gave kind of a, a challenge rebuttal to it. Um, you know, and, and I, and I get rebuttals, but I think we need to let it sink. <laughs> we need to let it sink in. You know, why, why is that? You know, um, is the almighty dollar and, and one brother got on, um, to my Facebook feed. And I really liked what he put. He said, you know, it's Luke 16 where Jesus says, for the children of this world are wiser with their use of money than the children of the kingdom. And I think that's fair because they've done statistical research to show if if the church would invest its money in the correct places, we would have had the gospel out ages ago. We could fund every single missionary to go to every single culture and to have every single Bible language translated. And so, you know, I mean, I, I look at that and I just think, hey, that is a good thing to raise the collective awareness of the church on the need in the mission field right now. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just just him bringing up that international perspective, you know, where he's saying, look, I've been in these villages and... <coughs> Sorry, dude. Everyone's like going to love this podcast. That's all you I'm saying. You better talk a bunch more, man. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I didn't even go to any sessions. I mean, that's why I was asking you about what were your big takeaways. Yeah. Maybe that's what you should just do is let's let's rehash your Twitter feed from the event. <laughs> yeah. Actually, my Twitter feed isn't that great, but <laughs> have at it. Let's look at it. <laughs> It's not a bad little idea. That's this is, podcast is going downhill. Just I can't talk, man. My golden pipes—they're tired. I'm only a man, Pete. You just need to put your your wife on. I should do that, actually, to be honest. But I do have some cool ninja stars. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. What was funny, though, is um, I went to the uh, NAM booth, and Paul Percy's blown up to be like seven feet tall on that thing. <laughs> I kid you not. That's so, so funny. Yeah, so I did tweet, is that Paul Percy on the NAM banner? That was pretty funny. But, uh, oh, you would you would have appreciated this. D.A. Horton, I really liked what he had to say. And he opened up with uh, the Karate Kid. Like the original? What's that? Like the original? Yeah, baby. Danielson. 1980s. I like it. I like it. Which I immediately thought, um, and and I tweeted, I put, at Exponential 2018 today, D.A. Horton had me at Karate Kid. Hashtag church planting do. And then I tag you at C Planner Mag. So I don't know if you missed that little gem. <laughs> I think I did. I Church planting do. You got that one? That's awesome. I haven't seen it, but that's awesome. You got that sound by handy? I'm just asking. Oh, I'm sorry. Asking for a friend. <laughs> I didn't realize you were talking to me. Uh, yeah, here it is. Walk on the road. Hmm? Walk right side. Safe. Walk left side, safe. Walk middle, sooner or later, get the squish, just like grip. Here, church planting. Same thing. Either you. Church planting do. Yes. Or church planting do. No. You. Church planting do. Guess so. Just like grip. 
just lacked grip. So uh, I wrote about church or the uh, Karate Kid in Church Zero, but my next book will have ample doses of Karate Kid in it. Let's just say that it is uh, it is a book that might have some little bit to do with ninjas. So that is going to be fun. You're going to do a ninja so anyways, training manual. I am going to do. What, say it again. You're going to do a ninja training manual. Um, Ninja Church Planner Training Manual. That's for show. So, uh, yeah, man. In fact, I am writing that every free moment I get right now, and I'm enjoying every second. I, it feels like zero again to me because, to be honest, reaching the unreached was a little bit denser and meditative than uh, Church Zero. Cha-ching! But um, it was so funny, dude, to hear people in the audience. This always cracks me up when they say cha-ching during uh conferences or if i bump into them and i say something they'll be like Cha-ching! i know so what's funny is up. we haven't really done that in like 100 episodes maybe 150 yeah yeah we've been breaking our own rules man talk talk about breaking other people's rules we break our own rules i know we have been now my daughter's in here coughing dude this is like a i am so glad that we do this over the internet about 70 miles apart from each other that's all i'm saying i know man you you would absolutely uh, be sick as a dog right now if you're anywhere near me. Which I you know is highly contagious. When we're hanging out, so but I don't think we ever touch when we're around each other. So you know I'm not hugging you. One day that's my goal. I, I my goal is to one day have you go. Come on, bring it in. Dude, bring I told in you here. that story about uh, Jamie and I. We were before we had kids. We're new to the area. We're trying to find a church to call our, our home church. I'm a financial planner. I'm meeting with these clients and find out that Christian's like, oh, yeah, we go to this church over here on such and such street. And it's a great church, man. Best church ever. So I tell my wife, I'm like, hey, let's go check it out. We go. I walk up with her, mind you, and they have a greeter. You know how I feel about those greeter people. What's up? And the first thing he does is give me a big bear hug. Jamie's like, you should have seen your face. Because I was like, do I fight? Do I run? What am I supposed to do? It's like, how dare you come up and just it's, lay it's your hands weird on weird on so many levels. Like, I don't know who that not, guy is. I literally just no. wanted to get out of that church. So quick. So if you, guys, if you guys are listening, it is not in any way Christian to hug another man you've never met for a long time. That's not a Christian thing. It's or even a short time. Even a short time. You don't need to be hugging other men. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. We actually, yeah, I can't say any more about that. I'm just uh, saying, and just to be fair, because you don't seem to understand this, I don't like hugs from women or men. (laughs) I definitely understand that second part because, to, to be honest, I don't do that. In fact, you know, like we've talked about before, the fist bump is my best friend. Even it's because I'm an RN, so I know the well, terms of people. That's carry. the so thing. The fist bump. I remember uh, talking to you, and, and you're like, oh, yeah, I do the fist bump. And I go, why do you do that? And you go, hepatitis C. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> flowed right off your tongue so quick. Hepatitis yep, C. Yep. <laughs> yep, working rehab and being an RN, it, uh, you know, teaches you quick. So, but yeah, man. So, uh, it was really good, though. It was a really, really fantastic conference. I ended up, uh, like I said, um, what's his face, uh, D.A. Horton. Um, he he did a fantastic job on his on his talk. You know, um, just like I said, he had me at Karate Kid, but I actually went to the summit. Um, J.D. Greer's uh, crew has a little network, and they threw a lunch, and I went to that luncheon, and J.D. was, I mean, uh, D.A. Horton was talking there. <laughs> And um, I was I was more impressed, I think, with what he said during that time. He was just sharing with these guys, and he was talking about, you know, how he um, had to be honest with his wife, and you know how he had he had snuck some food at McDonald's a couple weeks ago and lied to her about it, and he was just being really humble and really transparent, and just saying, look, you know, I I had to. Uh, you know, he goes, I held on to that for like 14 hours before I said I was sorry and confessed to her, you know. 
And, uh, he was like, look, man, I'm, you know, I'm a knucklehead and this and that. And I was just like, you know, that's big. That's really big, man, to, to, to just talk about your, your faults in front of a room full of people that want to put you on a pedestal. You just talk about who, who. So I actually gained a new respect for him as a result of that. Like, okay, you know, you, you got my attention right now for that. So that was pretty cool. And again, I think it goes back to this whole idea that you're not the hero. You know, Matt Chandler would always say, you're not the hero of the Bible. Jesus is the hero of the Bible. Abraham was not the hero. Um, Paul was not the hero. I mean, they are our heroes, but they're very flawed heroes. Yeah. And I think when, you know, for me, I'm a, I'm a great lover of John Wesley. And, um, I love John, like I, I get as much pleasure out of reading about that guy's flaws as I do the things that he did well for the gospel because God just used that guy and he was such a knucklehead Mm. and yet God used him powerfully and he got so much wrong. Like, okay. So just real quick, right? Like I'm reading this biography. Did, did I tell you this, that they stole his, his fiance? Did I tell you this story? No, I don't think so. So he's all ready to get married. And the night before, he's supposed to get married at like 6 a.m. Because the guy was crazy, always up at like 4 a.m., right? And you go horseback riding for a couple hours somewhere and preach a sermon. Like, no joke. And he would pray for hours on his horse. And so he uh, he's supposed to meet them the next morning at 6. And, and his brother, Charles, doesn't think he should get married. So, uh, Charles kidnaps her and steals her and hides her for like weeks. He kidnapped her, literally kidnapped her and took her to a whole nother town so that John eventually was like, Hey, I, I guess I'm not supposed to marry her. And then they encourage her to marry this other guy that had interest in her. She does. So it's all over now. And I'm like, you're kidding me. These guys were like the founders, and they were so radically flawed. And yet they were so incredibly used by God. And so it just was, you know, to me, I I get great enjoyment out of that. Because I know my own flaws, and I know what a knucklehead I can be. And I'm only saying this because my wife's in the room right now. I have to say those things. Later I'll tell you what a stud I am. Are you saying that someone stole her away? (laughs) Yeah, no, but that's that, that's kind of the whole point of Hero Maker, though, is you're not the hero, you know? Um, John Wesley wasn't the hero, Charles wasn't the hero, and yet they did heroic things. But they also did really stupid things. And uh, Yeah, you know, I, I think along those lines, I think when you read the stories of pretty much anyone in the Bible, we we completely, like, look at these guys and go, wow, man, look at David, you know? That, that guy was awesome. And he was. But we're also seeing kind of like the highlight reel. <laughs> the highlight reel that we wish that's the only part that people would ever see are just the good times. And forget, there's a lot of space in between a lot of those good times. Yeah, man. Big time. Like, Big time. You know, here's an yeah. interesting thought that, I, that I've had lately. And you can correct me if I'm wrong on this because maybe my theology is off or I don't even think theology is the right word for this. But I was reading a, a, a fellow... Uh, friends post uh, a guest who we've had on the show before on Facebook. And, um, and he was, he was talking about all of the mercenaries that we now have in the world, but we call them contractors. We don't call them mercenaries, right. you know, cause right. if we actually call them mercenaries, that, that conjures up a completely different image of who we're hiring than if we go, well, you know, they're contractors. And I was like, wow, dude, and if you think about it, David was a mercenary. Right. And I mean, that's just like a thought you never have because you'd never say the word mercenary with David, but he was. Back when right. Saul was still king, he was a mercenary. How oh, big crazy time, is that? He was, a, he was a mercenary for the Philistines. He went and yeah. hired himself out to them. Yeah, of all people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And and that was after he's anointed to, uh, to be king. Some people think that he, he rediscovered iron. Um, or discovered iron and brought it to Israel, you know, 
I've never heard that. Where is that from? That is from my scholastic books in, on the Old Testament, <laughs> back when I was an Old Testament uh, college teacher. So. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds like something somebody just making up, but okay. No, no, no. No, it's actually uh, – it actually says it in the Bible. It actually says that there was no iron – um, you know, weapons. If, you, if you warn me when you're going to sniff into the mic, oh, dude, I, sorry. I can add a little train. <laughs> I know, but then it kind of takes it like, I only know it's like seizes me in a minute, but that would be rad. But you can, <laughs> hey, you know, you could give Travis a really bad job. Hey, every time I miss Peyton's car, if it didn't hit me, right? Will you put a train on it? That'd be the worst job ever, dude. That's like that's like Charlie Bucket's dad screwing like toothpaste caps on the tubes of toothpaste in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I don't even remember. That's what he did. That's what Mr. Bucket did. Well, that's you don't get that from the movie. That's a fantastic job. That's all I'm saying. Well, compared to the one we just described, heck yeah. But you know, it's just a good spirit. And one of one of the things, you know, Todd Todd Wilson, the guy who um, he and Dave Ferguson together had. Um, started exponential and Todd had kind of done the math on the population because, you know, nuclear engineer and whatnot. He said that if each of us made a disciple every three years and those disciples, just one every three, not even one disciple a year, one every three years, if each of us did that. So if you asked everyone in your congregation to make one disciple every three years, and then each one of those disciples, every three years made one, we would literally fulfill the Great Commission during our lifetime. That's how exponential that gets. Wow. That's pretty crazy, dude. That's really crazy because it's really not that much per person. No. One every three years. I mean, that's that's doable, man. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like I've, I've had people that occasionally have been like, Oh, exponential, you know, I don't like it because of the big lights. And I got to say, dude, exponential's message right now is on fire. It is just kicking. And to me, I'm like, Hey, I want to help these guys. I want to, I want to do whatever I can to promote this message because right now they are, I think the biggest, uh, promoter of missionary thought in uh that has the attention of everyone you know they're not they're across denomination they're cross network and they're giving the message that shoot man i know like with my wife sitting here i know it's the message she grew up cutting her teeth on which made her excited to get out in the mission field and um and and that's what i hear right now from exponential i i just hear mission you know i hear multiplication i don't hear them saying, hey, just come have your big church. In fact, they're kicking against it. They're actually saying a lot of stuff right now that um, if if you have that message, you're going to be very offended. And that conference, I just felt like it was the right challenges. It was the right messages. And like I said, man, to challenge your congregation and to tell them, and if, you, if every person in this room, in this church plan, if you said this Sunday, every person in this room, like you could do this with your city. You could literally do the math. With the size of your city, you could say, you know, like Long Beach, you could say, hey, everybody, there's 100 of us in here or 200 of us and work out that math, man. And it's going to be pretty mind blowing. Same result. And, you know, I'm not the math passer. Yeah. Yeah, we do know that. Speaking of that, Pete, not being a math pastor, you know where I go to uh, get all my math and, and financial admin done? Uh, where would that be? I go to simplifychurch.com where they help me with all of my bookkeeping, IRS compliance needs, and pretty much anything to do with administrative mathematical magic doo-doo problems that I don't want to do. Well, that's awesome. So it's simplifychurch.com? Yes, Pete. It is that. And you should go there now, today. Do they help out with any legal problems? Because yes, they do, as a matter of fact, Pete. Yes, they do. Because I just like to say that I always wanted to lay naked on a bearskin rug in front of a fireplace. Evidently, Cracker Barrel has a policy against that. Are you kidding me? 
I got to take that one out. <laughs> no, you don't. That's rad. Do you have to? It, it was quite weird. I will say it was quite weird. But that was funny as heck, dude. Where did that come from? <laughs> I can't wait to tell Andrea that. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, I I had to do something to redeem our smack talk, which I felt was lacking this this episode. Oh, dude, I'm so lightheaded, dizzy right now from being sick. Like, it was just Monday, dude. We were gone, and I was sick. And podcast needed a needed a recording. It did. It did. So, uh, you know, you got a sick, dizzy, snot nosed me, and you got you just got Pete. I mean, Pete's just always <laughs> the same. You know, he never changes. <laughs> Later, they told me someone tried to shoot that nice man. I don't know why. I hope that's not prophetic. So, hey, man, um, I guess that's it, right? Like, that's us? That's us. (laughs) You like that? You like that? That was weird, wasn't it? It was. (laughs) It's our morbid sense of humor, isn't it? Uh, All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for joining us for uh, a very bizarre um, yet intimate um, Church Planner podcast. Where uh, Peyton pretty much talks about the the conference that Pete kind of didn't see, and uh, <laughs> and that's why it was such a great conversation. That's right. So that's Peyton, right. Uh, what did you think about that session? Well, I actually didn't pay attention to the titles of the sessions or the topics. I really just listened to the quotes. Well, I made the quotes. I quoted them on Twitter, Tweet Machine, <laughs> on Twitter. So. Yeah, I use that tweeter. And uh, hey, so guys, uh, thanks for listening today. Thanks for enduring through it like we have making it because, man, there's a better way to do this, better way to make a living than to do a podcast when you're sick. But thanks for joining us. And this has been Peyton Jones and Pete Mitchell reminding you, if you want to reach the ones nobody's reaching, you need to go where nobody's going and do what nobody's doing. Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode of the Church Planner Podcast. Visit us online and let us know what you thought at churchplannerpodcast.com. If you subscribe to us via iTunes and have enjoyed the podcast, leave us a positive review. The more positive reviews we receive in iTunes, the more iTunes will promote us to other church planners who would benefit from this show. This podcast is brought to you by the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the iTunes newsstand or online via churchplannermagazine.com. Magazine.com.